What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us this week from Maxon, Jonas Pills. Hey, what's up, everyone? And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. On the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, topics, ideas, artist suggestions. Uh, we are on YouTube at MoGraph.com. Noob or expert, send us your questions. Uh, send us uh, something uh, easy, like how do I make a cube? In hmm. Cinema 4D, or you could send us a question of how do I make an advanced weaving uh, uh, animation in Houdini, and uh, mm -hmm. we will direct you to somebody who knows because we don't. Yes. Uh, yes. But hit us up. Making a cube—that's easy. Polygon pen all the way. Yeah. Polygon pen. Set a whole right. bunch of points. Connect them all right. together. That's how you do it, right? All together. Extrude it. You know. Or you know, with a cap. Extrude a spine. Make sure you've got a cap, yeah. Yeah. and then you got to go through and make sure the points are all lined up perfectly. Yeah, that's how you do it. Perfect yeah, way. Make is it there cute. another way? I think that's the only <laughs> way, right? Yeah. Um, we do have we do have a studio audience today. See, Jags is is in here. You can you can pop your head in. There he is. <laughs> Jack oh, may hey, he may be you. taking my place next week. Yeah, uh, because I have uh, I have to go argue with the courts about the property taxes. Um, oh, it's property saying, taxes. I thought you had property jury duty. taxes. Oh, yeah. No, it's not jury. Duty. I won my property tax dispute. I know. I need to get your advice on how to do mm -hmm. that because they're saying my house is worth like a lot more two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than what it was. Yeah. Well, so. it's Texas, so you yeah, know, that's what thanks they, that's California. How they get you. Yeah, thanks Californians. Ticker jibs. <laughs> um, but yeah, but Jags is here. He's going to fill in for you uh, as long maybe. as he needs to. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. next week, depending yeah, on how we'll that see. goes. Because yeah. um, he's he's hanging out with us here in town. We're going to be doing some Rococo stuff this week. Yeah, we're going to be learning about how the suit works and everything, and uh, we're going to be recording like some sample stuff just to kind of try it out. You know, yeah, that's that's the whole oh, plan. Cool. So mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna try it. You know, capturing stuff, uh, trying out the live capture plugins, doing stuff in like every platform. I'm sure that I'm gonna be doing like cinema stuff and probably YouTube, mm -hmm. and then Jax is probably gonna be doing, um, uh, you know, Unreal stuff. I'm sure he's gonna bring it into Unreal. You know, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, we will. Um, <laughs> Yeah, as Sarah asked, is it because of the pool? Is that why your property taxes went up? But probably not. No, you would they have you, to appraise it. Yeah, they have to appraise it. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, you have to tell the city that you are making adjustments on, you know, or improvements on yeah. your house. But like, none of the none of the houses have sold for that much. Plus, a pool doesn't add that much property no. value to it's not your house. Add double maybe the cost of the like, pool. yeah, maybe like. Twenty grand or something, but not. Yeah. I mean, a I lot of people just way down. don't want it, pools. It's just, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like these. Uh, it's, it's it's so awful. It's just so it's awful. awful. Like these city, yeah. these counties are just gouging people. You know, mm -hmm. you've got inflation. You've got uh, other companies that are buying up houses. Uh, and yeah, and that's renting the big thing. People. A lot of yeah. companies, like corporations, are buying up houses or like. For, People thousands who over have businesses, asking. yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah. at what point are they going to sell it for a loss now? Right. You know, and my property taxes go down. 
They'll they'll buy so five houses in your neighborhood. So this is a show about property and taxes and yeah. not about motion oh. graphics. Anyway, but we're not bitter about property taxes. <laughs> we're, we're not bitter about. <laughs> yeah, Sarah says they want tax. your Beeple monies. Right. Um, Everyone's but, already got my Beeple money. My Beeple money is spent. Right. Yeah. So so essentially, uh, we're going to do the Rococo thing this week. We'll we'll report back and and let you know our our findings. Yeah. It's going to be a fun week. And I don't know if there's anything else really. It's it's the it's May. Everybody's finishing school. Everybody's getting ready to go on summer vacation. We're about to hit that summer yep. lull, you yep. know. So not a lot going on in news. Camp MoGraph. Uh, I don't think we have any updates on that right now. Um, I I think you've you've had some fun meetings about some really cool swag and and things. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Wanna, so. Yeah, Do we want to talk about it yet? No, we, we don't no, want to talk no. about it No, no, we'll let it be a surprise. It'll be fun, yeah. you know, just for campers and stuff. So, yeah, yeah we're working on some we're, – we're trying to, like, up the quality and, like, quantity of s- cool swag that we get for all the campers and stuff. So, yeah, we're doing that. We're also talking to, you know, uh, another person for a informal – like type work workshop or something, you know, yeah. something you can just drop in and like do some stuff or whatever, like fun activities. Yeah. So we got a meeting about that tomorrow, but yeah, I'm really excited about this camp. We're trying to add a lot more fun and a lot more value to it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> which, yeah. which we could not do done without <laughs> our wonderful sponsors. So I want there to give those, <laughs> all of our sponsors a shout out. Um, without them, we would not be able to do all the amazing things that we've got planned. So first off, I want to thank Otoy, our global sponsor. Otoy is presenting Camp MoGraph. We're super excited to have them on board. So thank you very much, Otoy. And then our two village sponsors, both Maxon and Video Copilot. Super excited to have them on board. And our uh, gold sponsor, Grayscale Gorilla. So super excited to have everyone on on, on board. Uh, make sure and give all of them a shout out if you're coming to camp and say, hey, thanks for keeping my price of ticket down. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anyone do it yet, but you should. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that's about it. That's about it. Um, let's let's get uh, right to Jonas and, and talk about um, everything you. Now here's the thing. We've, we've hung out on the internets quite a few times and uh yes it's usually during the 3d motion show so we get to like chat for a minute and that's pretty much it you know and we haven't been able to do any uh any big meetups here or anything yet in person so um uh, it's going to be fun to catch up with you and also to to find out about what you do and it's interesting i guess a lot of the people that you work with you haven't even met in person until recently (laughs) yeah Uh, absolutely (laughs) So, um, so let's start from the beginning. And um, what is your official position, actually? So uh, I'm a master trainer at Maxon. Okay. I, yeah, for Cinema 4D, I'm okay. I'm one of the of the master trainers taking care of like training, obviously, but also like the whole uh, certification side and um, recording tutorials, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, oh. a lot yeah. of stuff. And that's how not long a, have you been? It's How not a green screen Maxon? behind you, by the way. I just want everybody to know. In case you yeah, thought we had it was a, we like had the a... cleanest green screen, it's not. It's real background. Yeah, so we had a, we had a situation while preparing here. Uh, yeah. One day thought it was a green screen behind me, but yeah. then I uh, said, well, something is not in line here. And I stood up and just he moved moves it the by hand. Like, and he was real. totally surprised. That was, yeah. that was cool. Uh, anyway, sorry, Matt. What, what were you asking? No, I was just <laughs> I, I was saying... Um, 
how long have you been with Maxon? Like, have you been around for a while, or like, uh, did you come over with some of the acquisitions and stuff like that? No, um, I'm at Maxon since six and a half years now. Cool. So I originally started um, as a like, demo artist slash presenter. Um, so, well, in general, my job hasn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now it's called master trainer, and I take care a little bit more of the training side. But in general, it's still playing around with uh, Cinema 4D and the other programs. When I, whenever I find something cool, I make a workshop out of it. I travel again, mm-hmm. like us, um, and present in other cities at events and so on. And yeah, it's uh, still a lot of fun. So you're a trainer, and then they added the word master in front of it. Does, right. that, does that not make you a little nervous? Like, you have expectations to live up to now? Right. Like, <laughs> master like, trainer. Like, you know? like you're a Lego master builder where yeah. they only let so many in per year? Yeah. Well, that's that has to do with, with our certification uh, system where we have, like, um, where we certify users, and we also certify trainers, but trainers can only cer- uh, be certified by master trainers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um yeah we choose who's uh, gonna be a master trainer who is um yeah who can take care of um like trainers like in a certain region and um also like certifying them and proctor them and help mm-hmm. them um getting certified and giving tips and so on i mean there, there's a lot more um that you need to know as a trainer than just the software. You also need to know how to mm-hmm. how to explain it so that right. people can understand. And uh, also, there is another expectation that, um, for example, um, if you work in production and you hire a trainer for something, you expect them to know how to troubleshoot your um, your scenes in case yeah. you have trouble trouble with them. And um, I mean that that adds a whole lot more because um, it's not just about like watch a tutorial, learn something, then teach mm-hmm. it. Um, it also requires, well, some sort of um, uh, experience. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, also production experience. Yeah. The, the troubleshooting thing, especially, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've noticed several times in, you know, just working day to day where it's like, I'll run into an issue, you know, that I have maybe encountered before. And because I've troubleshot that or have right. done it so many times, right. I know the way, you know, the ways to work, the workarounds and everything with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Or at least where to start to find the problem. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, and what would be what would be considered like what are some of the criteria uh, not to be a master trainer, but to be a trainer? Like what what would you say maybe like some of the top criteria would be? Well, actually, it's it's pretty easy because we we do those. Well, it is not easy. It's easy to explain, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> um, so we are offering like trainer certification on on our website, and there it mm-hmm. says um, that um, it is like a three to four hours test that you have with a master trainer, where you will get scenes. So we will send you scenes like a few hours in advance, and mm-hmm. then we will ask people to open these scenes and um yeah then then give some instructions and do they do they have to then, like troubleshoot something in a scene like try and fix a problem or 
it's um it's both it's it's troubleshooting but it's also how can you build this up how can you do this and that it's it's uh, it's basic stuff but very deep it's, it's right. going well quite deep so um yeah it's, it's uh really interesting and we will do that for four hours um and um yeah it's uh, well cinema 4d is a really big program so Exactly, right. and we so we, we need we to cover yeah. We need to cover a lot of topics there. So right. it's it's like the basic stuff. Um, um, like oh, we don't ask for now navigate the viewport because um, whenever you right. like, a- apply for being a trainer, um, we expect you to know that. Right. So um, right. I mean, we can take notes while we are um, like solving other problems, um, but we actually don't do that because. Everyone knows how to navigate Cinema 4D. Um, at least everyone who wants to be a trainer. Hopefully. What do you think? Like until uh, now, <laughs> obviously you have to know Cinema 4D pretty well, right? But like, if if you want to become a trainer, like uh, where, like what level do you think somebody would need to be on? Because obviously, like for to become a trainer, you're not gonna like you said, you're not gonna be taught how to use the viewport. You have to be at a yeah. certain point. So like, how how does one how does one know that they are ready to try and get into that? You That's know. a very interesting uh, question that we also um, receive a lot. How do I know that I'm ready for the test? And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so we we are we always say, well, first uh, go through the list of certification topics, and be honest with yourself. So on the Maxon website under Learn Certification, um, there's a link to the list of certification topics, and it's quite extensive. And we ask people to go through that list and really be honest, like, right. to be honest to, to themselves. And right. um, there are also some links in there whenever we know that there is some some learning content for that special topic, we um, point them towards that. And then we also have like a free knowledge test, something like that. And we also tell people to do that it's also on the website also on the certification page we're currently working on another one that is um a little bit um, more difficult um hmm. and not there to like create a score in the end but a thing that so it's like a kobayashi maru type situation like yeah i was a, gonna say it's, a, it's an unsolvable <laughs> problem right yeah well solvable it is but um yeah you need time to solve it but it is solvable it is solvable. It's not a trick it's question or anything, right? Like, <laughs> no. the The answer was it's not possible. No, there there are so many different things to learn in cinema, and a lot of it like is dependent on what you want to do. Like, for example, Photoshop. I've first touched Photoshop in nineteen ninety four. I think I yeah. still don't know everything about Photoshop. I'll never know everything about Photoshop, and yeah. it really depends on what you're going to do with it. Some people know all these little intricate details of of uh, Photoshop or of Cinema 4D because they do something very specific, right? So, like, say mm-hmm. somebody is, like, yeah. really, really fine-tuned on doing very specific things when it comes to, like, character animation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something they're probably going to spend a long time working in in Cinema but they might not be as big into like MoGraph and Fields or something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you figure out how deep to go with a test like that? Um, because some people may have not, some people may not ever be a master character rigger, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's that's why we are 
I'm not going like very much into detail when it comes to specific mm-hmm. parts of the program, like character animation is a, is a very good um, example. Also, rigging is a very good example where we, well, we have some questions in there, but mm-hmm. they are, um, if you are a rigger, you would consider them basic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is more like a, a generalist certification then. Um, right, that makes sense. Because as a trainer, I mean, you have uh, you may have clients from motion graphics. You may have them from from character animation, from right. visualization, and you need to know at least enough of all of those uh, different topics to teach people at least the basics. Okay. So how do you how do you like when you guys are updating everything every year, like yeah. new updates and stuff? Like I I would assume. Because what what I find interesting about a company, say whether it be after uh, Adobe or Maxon or whatever, is that they will create a new tool, you know, and then they'll give it to the artists, and the artists will do amazing things with it, you yeah. know, things that I I feel like the companies didn't even expect, you know, right? That's and true. It's like, it's like uh, how do you how do you have how do you add that into a test or something like that? And and how often are you guys updating these things to make sure that everyone is up to date, you know, or is, do, do you have to take a test every year to make sure that it's like, okay, you know, I'm good this year or, you know, so, I was a master, I was a master builder five years ago, but I'm not builder. anymore because yeah. it's changed so much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely valid. The question is absolutely valid. Um, and um, we're, we're working on a recertification process to mm-hmm. like um, make sure that our trainers are up to date um, because what you just said that that happened and um, like we had trainers who used to be certified and now um, we ran them through the test and um, yeah, it turned out that they, according to the new standards, they didn't know enough to still mm-hmm. be like certified trainers. Right. I mean, yeah. everyone can work as a trainer, um, but right. um, in order to to have the, the, the title Maxon certified trainer, um, right. um, yeah, those candidates have to to match our standards and we we set the bar a little bit higher but i think that's that's also good because of the troubleshooting aspect and because of um a trainer also being like a mentor and not just somebody who gets paid for basic training right gotcha yeah and and how does that work like if somebody gets that title right um are they basically in a program where they're in a pool like if there's certain people like, like, how does how do they find the people that are looking for help? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, how do they find the people to train? Um, are those are these people that are going to these people's websites and it's like, oh, I'm a certified trainer, hire me, or is it a, through Maxon that that happens? Well, it can be both. Can be both. It, it depends on how how like famous they are mm-hmm. or how well known. Um, we do have uh, training partners. Um, site on our or page on our website um, also under learn mm-hmm. I think it was yeah mm-hmm. um, and there you can filter by training center trainer master trainer and your region and so on so you will find someone and we're um, 
we're going to populate that a little bit more because um, we already have more trainers. So hmm. there's more to come on that side. Yeah, I, you know, I guess that makes sense. Like if somebody has a, a big social following, people are going to know that they do that kind of thing. But yeah, that that's what I wasn't sure about. If there was, do you get a lot of calls from people who are looking for trainers, like, or or are they, uh, you know, hitting you up on social saying like I'm trying to do this thing. I've got all right. Maybe they're stuck on a problem or something like that. Is do you refer them to somebody? So, yeah, we do that um, because at some point we want um, this program, of course, um, to, to run on its own. Mm-hmm. And so what, what we do currently is like depending on the region, um, we, we connect the local trainer or master trainer with somebody who's reaching out to Maxon. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, also in order to provide them training in their, uh, in their first language. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay, well, yeah. Not everyone is, is uh, speaking English, although that would be much easier, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> at yeah. least for our job. Um, uh, there are many people who would disagree. Uh, disagree. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's good that you have people all over and um, exactly. I mean, we, that's yeah, yeah. We we kind of it has it to be a global point. thing, right? Um, right. And um, we're currently rolling that out um, to have trainers all over the world, and we're. Well, we already did a pretty good job, like in in certifying like English-speaking trainers, but also we have uh, Spanish-speaking trainers. We we have uh, Noseman who is uh, yeah. also teaching in Greece, uh, Greek. Mm-hmm. He's Greek, and uh, he's Greek. I've never known. Greek. That. I didn't know. No, that. no, no, no. He's well, never that. Many that. people don't know that. I mean, he's he never, he never mentioned. mentions that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, also then like I do the German training, for example, and. Um, yeah, we have we have trainers like all around the world, yeah, and um, well, still to be extended, but mm-hmm. we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. Well, we did it kind of. We weren't. Uh, this is a long time ago. We weren't officially, I guess, uh, officially certified, but we were going by a very specific syllabus, and we went out to mm-hmm. train some other people. It was very easy stuff in comparison to I think what some other people would would have to do yeah. as a trainer you know it was just For like sure. teaching people MoGraph tools you know mm-hmm. but um it, it was fun it was fun to go through that and and teach people who had never been in front of cinema 4d how to yeah, use absolutely. some of the tools you know i also always love that um especially when you when you talk to people who never use cinema 4d and when you then show them a way to like quickly get to a result and like Although it might not be a masterpiece in the first place, but um, even when I, well, something that I do in winter times is um, when I teach people how to use primitives and how to use like the move, scale and rotate and place tools, um, I let them build a snowman. Um, I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. a a few spheres on top of each other Mm -hmm. and then we create the eyes and the nose is like a a cylinder with uh, some sort of like a taper deformer. Mm-hmm. So and uh, then we build a head and maybe some arms and so on and it's it's really cool how to well, really cool to watch people like creating a very simple scene but um, y- you really see how fast they can like even emotionally connect to what yeah, they yeah. just created when it's some sort of uh, character. 
It's uh, it's funny that you mentioned a snowman because that's one of the first things I did with my kid. Me too. You know, yeah. I when I was showing him how to use Cinema 4D, it's like, here, make a snowman. You just need three spheres. Right. Yeah. Now, if you need to make a cube, that's a whole other story. We're gonna have to go into the polygon pen and mess Absolutely. all that stuff. Absolutely. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you gotta get the bridge tool out. Right. <laughs> Everything. Uh, yeah. Like, <clears throat> I, all of course, the great stuff. Yeah. I try and, you know, show my daughter how to do something, and then she wants to know how to do something else that's incredibly complicated, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. one step at a time. Um, one thing that I, I have noticed in just the, the couple times that we've actually, you know, trained people is I feel like if you have, like, a room full of people that you're training, there's always, like, one or two that be, really become the standout. I don't know if yeah. you've experienced that before, but you can always kind of tell it's either somebody who technically gets it right away, maybe they've played with cinema before, you know, uh, or Cinema 4D Lite with After Effects. You can always uh-huh. tell. There's always, like, one or two that are just, like, the standouts. Yeah. Yeah. Same experience here. Yeah. Same experience. And you yeah. know those are the people. To, it's like, okay, these are the people that are going to... You, you know exactly who's going to pursue it. Who's going to yeah. go home at night and be like, oh, I'm going to take my laptop out and keep going on this, you know, or yeah, whatever. Try, you try can, some more. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you caught them. Yeah, that you, you catch the passion, basically, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or yeah, the yeah. spark that comes out of it, like where something starts to click and they're like, oh, okay, I see what this is now. And then, you know, cut to a few years later, you check back in on them they're you know making better renders than you are you know yeah <laughs> that's the way it happens <laughs> that's how times. it usually goes <laughs> yeah it, it, well in my case that's that's also not too too difficult <laughs> <laughs> do you um I, you know what we we didn't ask actually um ask you about your school your schooling and and how you even got into this we kind of just cut right to this but yeah yeah um, hey, how let's did you talk about up, certification. <laughs> yeah, how did you end up getting where you are now? Because uh, uh, in in a unique position like this, it's always you know hindsight's twenty twenty. But I'm sure that years ago you didn't think this was going to be your path, or maybe you did, but no, not not really, not really. So, um, where shall I start? So, um, yeah, so I'm I'm a musician. I play the guitar as as you do, Matt. There you go. That, wow. So, I just oh, yeah. keep mine on, we pretend. on display now. Yeah. I like to pretend, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I'm, it's, yeah. It's, it's getting more difficult with families and jobs and so on. So, yeah, my, my yeah. guitar time per day is, uh, has been reduced by a lot. Matt makes um, the, um, the joke all the time, that if you haven't heard him say it before on here, that all MoGraphers are failed musicians. So It's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Yeah, I always uh, thought about studying something with uh, music or so, but then yeah. um, I thought, may- wait, maybe that's that's not the thing. Uh, maybe I should um, like have it as a hobby and just mm-hmm. keep it as a hobby and uh, find something else. And then then I went to a school where they had uh, some sort of um, like art as one of the branches for like for um, yeah for for graduation mm-hmm. and. I picked that. So we had uh, uh, photography, we had um, a little bit of architecture, we had, um, yeah, that was, that was my first contact with Photoshop as well, and with, uh, back in the day, uh, Freehand, Macromedia Freehand, when it still existed. Yeah, I remember that. Um, 
So what I really loved um, was the photography course because what we did there is we we built our own like um, camera obscura from mm-hmm. from a shoe box and uh, it was incredible um, to to uh, like develop the the pictures there because we also had like a photo studio like in the school there where we um yeah could develop uh, those like the chemicals old school yeah we had we had the chemicals there and like the um yeah the dark room with a with a red light in there so that uh, there is no more exposure on the uh on the photo and that was a pretty cool thing and that that got me hooked from from then on i i took a lot of photos and borrowed like the the dslr from my father and uh then got my own one and I started becoming interested like in visual art mm-hmm. and um, yeah then then I after I graduated there I wanted to study something multimedia something with anything yeah, where I can work in related. front of a computer and yeah. do something creative back in the day I thought I would become a web designer and um, but yeah. I um, noticed pretty fast that like the programming part of it is not yep. really what I like. And now yep. I wish mm-hmm. I would, I would, um, uh, I would have been more into programming. Same. Um, uh, but it's so however, boring though. <laughs> I just can't, <laughs> it's, I just can't get into programming. I tried so many times. It's just like, well, it, it is not boring. It is not boring. You just Oof. need to, you just need a problem that uh, you cannot solve with the existing tool set or that at least you don't know how to solve with the existing tool set and then you have that problem you break it down into like sub problems and you try to solve every sub problem um, <laughs> I wish I had the mind for it I just um, like I've tried to learn code and I just that that whole aspect of sometimes things just work and you don't know why yeah <laughs> Well, that happens to me all the time because yeah. I don't know the code of Cinema 4D. I just right. um, hope that I get how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got most of it, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, still, I mean, yeah, back, back in the beginning there, um, as I said, I, I thought I would like try to become a web designer, but um, yeah, then we had like like other classes like design classes. We had mm-hmm. uh, programming as well, which wasn't a lot of fun back then. So my first project there uh, was uh, like programming a blackjack game. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, um, which isn't too too hard because you don't need some sort of AI because the, the rules for the dealer are also like pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was some some programming experience that I that I gained, and um, we also had like studio technique, uh, or yeah, uh, yeah, for like becoming a studio technician and audio and mm-hmm. what else did did we have? Well, at least in in the third semester, or was it the second? I can't remember, but um, we had animation or like three D animation, mm-hmm. and we started uh, using Cinema 4D, and that was the point when I started to realize that I'm not going to become a web designer, <laughs> but um, but I want to do something with 3D. And from that point on, I did all of my work, uh, whenever it was possible, um, in Cinema 4D. Um, and then we, uh, yeah, we went to an internship and uh, I was in like full service 
advertising agency um, where we did all sorts of stuff for for events. Um, and most what were you doing the for were, them specifically? Like, were you doing three? I was the three D generalist there, okay. and um, it was a lot of uh, industrial visualization for like the bigger German brands, mm-hmm. and yeah, so. I learned a lot there. Funny thing is, that was also like my first contact with MoGraph. So um, right now I'm I'm doing like, well, at least what I consider beautiful motion graphics sometimes, <laughs> at least uh, uh-huh. beautiful enough to teach them. Um, but I didn't learn MoGraph in the motion graphics context. So right. I learned it in the industrial visualization context, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because from the beginning, I used those tools with a little bit of thinking outside the box. And that's what I love about MoGraph and all of the other tools inside of Cinema 4D as well. So, um, yeah, that it's easy to misuse them um, <laughs> in another context right. and create something totally unexpected um, with them. So, yeah, first we started, like, we had those huge um, industry halls and we had, um, like, the model of one one machine and then first task was to clone these machines or this machine like all over this hall so it was simply a cloner mm-hmm. then um, the next step was like to create some sort of landscape where I used a random effector in addition um, and it went on and on and on and at some point uh, we had this train uh, well an animation we had to create a, an animation for a train and there were, were two animations in there that were quite sophisticated one was like the whole front of the train um they asked us to like transform it into like the updated version and i did that Mm. like transformer style Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. oh wow and that that was a complete mograph rig this whole thing and in the end i just had to like move a linear field or fall off that's cool um uh, through it and everything worked and same thing with um the interior of a wagon where you had all of the seating there and we did an animation for just one seat and in the end again we just had to move like one uh, linear fall off from the back to the front and everything was unfolding and it looked incredibly um complicated and mm-hmm. like th- there was a lot that happened it, it really looked cool um but once the rig was there it was a very just easy a thing just to it was yeah. just a slider, basically. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, and then um, after that internship, uh, I went back and we had to choose like two majors. And first one for me, obviously, was uh, 3D animation. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was uh, journalism. Okay. Um, but that was like... Yeah, it, it was the minor for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, and the, the I, other stuff can like help you in cinema like learning photography yeah. and mm-hmm. all of that yeah. yeah yeah so the the reason i i chose that was um that we didn't have to like write tests in the end of each semester but um they wanted us to create projects mm, right. and that's why i did that because um suddenly you you know how to tell a story um and okay, yeah also it was a chance for me to create motion graphics for for like opening animations, for lower thirds, for closing um, mm-hmm. animations, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So yeah, journalism is is not just you know uh, like the newspaper. 
like no, 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 you know, it isn't such a wide variety of stuff. Yeah, you yeah, don't put on the a hat with the little card in it that says press. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's also something that I learned like during my internship there and in, in this uh, advertising agency that because they also did image films and so on. And um, the the interesting thing about that is always how to how to manage to tell the story in a way that the audience can. Um, or finds it interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And relate to that's it. And yeah. you you need to have a story. And yeah. uh, we found out that um, yeah, it's better if like some like the the head of whatever is telling the story. Like that you don't tell the story as like um, like the the narrator, um, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. the story is told by the people themselves, for example. So that right. that was a huge deal back then when when we started. Now I would always do that. For me, that's that's a that's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my experience that just works better but the whole journalism thing was um like a tool for me to do more motion graphics um yeah i mean anybody who does a a a short or something in cinema needs to know how to to tell the story and and, exactly you know that's what we do we are we are telling stories and Mm -hmm. um one or the other of you might have heard the sentence story is king yeah and that is true. I mean, you, you can have the, the best animation and like people will say, hey, that's a cool animation. But um, if the story isn't that good, maybe they won't remember it for right, that long. Yeah. Like, kind of like Picard season two. Oh, my God. It's awful. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's the worst. I mean, it's, the absolute, it's an absolute disaster. Hmm. Now, the, the new one, I forget the name of the new series. I only watched two episodes so far. Strange New uh, Worlds, that was called? Yeah, Strange New Worlds. So good. Anyway. Is that- Anyway, do you have to watch Discovery is, in order to uh, watch no, Strange New World? No, you, okay. you don't. That's good to know. Yeah, uh, but they Sorry. are related. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, all that to say, yeah, story is a big deal. I mean, like, like it's just such a disappointment to see one of my favorite things go go just completely to garbage like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other hand, you have someone like you know Seth MacFarlane doing Orville. And oh um, the writing is so good, like it's so yeah. good, and. Um, and it drives it. And if you sit in front of Cinema 4D with a blank, uh, a, a blank project, and you don't have any plan, of course you're mm-hmm. never gonna. You're gonna be super frustrated. So, hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network, and of course Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs, and we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV, to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at otoy.com. Now back to the madness. Now, now do, you, do, you still, do you still do that? Like, I know we were talking before the show, you said you don't really have much time to do like personal, personal projects, projects or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, but how do, you, how do you put storytelling into the things that you are doing then? That's an interesting question that I haven't uh, thought about. Um, <laughs> like if you do a, a training or something. And now you got me you because know. I think I don't. So, the, <laughs> well, the, the story, the story behind everything is that I do training with it. Um, the, the, the pieces themselves are like individual things that stand for themselves and 
Well, the the story that I always want to tell people is that it is easy to use Cinema 4D. So that's the story mm -hmm. that's behind mm -hmm. all of them. Um, and whenever I create um, a tutorial or um, um, yeah, like a workshop or so, I always try to find those scenes where people get hooked really fast. Um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, because it, yeah. it helps them being motivated and they, they see that I create something beautiful like within 10 minutes. And if right. I wouldn't explain it, I, w I could even create that, uh, that within five minutes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's the interesting thing here that um, when you when you just um, yeah uh, yeah get this passion into people, mm -hmm. um, then mm -hmm. they will do this. So my story is more like a starter for others. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I would consider Yours is the prequel, my story. Really? Yeah, it's the yeah. prequel. <laughs> the, the appetizer. The, yeah, it's hard right. for people yeah. to, especially if they're new, to to be in front of that interface and and kind of seen nothing yet and and having to learn all of this information you know yeah. like, but and, and there are so, so many buttons and right. stuff like that right and yeah, I, I, I can only this i can do this only because i know where the buttons are of course so also that requires a lot of learning and experience and so on um but it's total uh, total totally manageable that's i mean that's the thing and if you want to focus on one part of the software first, then just do it. Become an expert in this area. And I personally think that MoGraph is like a brilliant area to mm -hmm. to explore and to dive into because it is so easy to create like a huge um, amount of objects and play mm -hmm. with play around with them. And this is always something that where people think, hey, this looks complicated. And uh, if it's mm -hmm. then rendered in a nice way, then it immediately looks cool. I mean, look at all yeah. of these particle animations that are out there and they don't necessarily have to be like complicated, but if there is some sort of stream and you do this with rocks or whatever object you want yeah. um, and then set a nice lighting and have good textures. Um, yeah, yeah I, I saw somebody did a, a, a TikTok the other day and it was just a drone going in a window, but they just cloned it a bunch of times. So it was like a stream of drones going in a window. It's such yeah. a simple thing. Mm -hmm. You know, but you're adding that little bit of story to it. And um, to get back to the, the thing you were saying about people kind of being motivated to learn, like if you can create like a simple MoGraph scene and get it to render pretty quick, I think people who are mm -hmm. new are really going to be like, wow, that really wasn't that bad. Like, Yeah, yeah like, I, I had yeah. that the, the other, not day, but month. Um, and I also, if I remember correctly, yeah, one of the there, there were two people in in my class uh, at the university who, when I created some sort of character animation, so at university I mostly created character animations, mm -hmm. and they did an animation with MoGraph, and I was like, ooh, they played around with a lot of objects, and uh, this must have been very complicated, and I was a little bit afraid of using MoGraph because I thought mm -hmm. I have to deal with so many different objects and so on. Of mm -hmm. course you do, but it's very easy to deal with them, right. um, and I didn't know that, um, so. Yeah, I could have yeah, learned it back then, but um, yeah, then um, industrial visualization, uh, visualization was my path into MoGraph, as right. I already told you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was it's, less intimidating for me for some reason that I can't understand anymore today. But like the other month, I 
um, yeah, I trained like new users, and mm-hmm. um, they wanted to know how they can um, like put crystals on on some sort of um, of sphere, mm-hmm. and they really placed them by hand, and then they asked me if there was like a <laughs> an easier way to do that, and then I just created a cloner and set it to object mode, and <laughs> uh, yeah, put the sphere in, and bam, random yeah. effector. There you mm-hmm. go, and they were like, "Oh, if I knew that." And I said, "Well, the, the cool yeah. thing about this is not just that you created it, or that we created it now really fast, but that it's also still editable. It's yeah. totally procedural. Right. You can you can replace those objects. You can play with their size. You can randomize everything, randomize. and at any point in time, you can do whatever you want with with these um, crystals that mm-hmm. have been placed there. And this was such a wow moment that." That's always what I want to see when I train it's, people. At it's least fun once. to see people light up like right. that, you know, and like bulb. have this, yeah, have this moment where so much more of this program has just been opened up to them because right. of that, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because cloners, exactly. when you start to learn the basic, just the basics of how every single one of them works, it's kind of all the <clears> same. <throat> and it, it, there's a point where it clicks and it's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize you could do this. Yeah. When I learned about fall-offs, you know, back hmm. when they were still fall-offs, you know, uh, before yeah. they were fields, like, that that blew my mind. I was doing it the old-fashioned way where, you know, throw everything in a cloner, make it editable, and then animate each of those individual pieces, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that's, that's the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I like the idea, though, of having, like, a story for a, a, a tutorial, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, some people like some people like you to get to the point, but I don't know. It's like yeah. here's here's how to make a uh, this cloner in Cinema 4D. Anyway, here's the recipe for brownies. Right, you know, just a whole story, <laughs> or you you spend thirty five minutes like doing a, a backstory behind your mm-hmm. cloners, and then you teach the cloners for five minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, that was one thing that I always appreciated about like Andrew Kramer tutorials or uh, uh, you know Grayscale Gorilla tutorials is like you'd make something really pretty that you would have. It was almost like it was a mini story, you know, but mm-hmm. you kind of, but it was so pretty, it was so well done that you're like, okay, well. You know, th- this could be a story in, in, unto itself, you know, or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So what happened next? Uh, what so, happened next? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I took those two majors, um, 3D and journalism. And then I, well, at some point I had to write my thesis. And um, so what I did with a co-student was um, we created um, an, an animation. It was two characters and mm-hmm. it was like a... A guy owning like some sort of workplace and um, an elf, um, and um, the elf like um, got like caught mm-hmm. at some sort of construction site, and then he was consciousness. And um, the guy picked him up and took him to his place and like fed him, and uh, they <laughs> they became friends and so on. So um, that that was. There was an ambitious project because it was like five minutes of character animation mm-hmm. just in 3D. And then there was an intro and outro that was uh, hand painted. And um, also one thing that is really cool is whenever you don't know how to create an effect like in CG, just try doing it like in real life. So we wanted to create these painterly effects. And um, so what we did was, well, back then that was, oh God. 
<laughs> a long time ago. Um, mm -hmm. It's more than 10 years now. Mm. Wow. Right. So, um, so what we did is we, we um, prepared like paper and um, put some water on it so that it's wet and we filmed it and then we just uh, like dropped a cool. color on it and we yeah. filmed that and uh, we did a lot of uh, different shapes there. Um, and then we comped it all together with those um, with those lines that we drew before, and in the end, it it looked really cool. And we yeah, we we drew that, and then we like split everything apart in After Effects and made mm -hmm. it so that it was a little bit animatable. That's cool. Uh, back in the day, we didn't have the puppet tools in in yeah. After Effects. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that was cool. It took us more than a year to to finish that Jeez. uh but it was worth it because uh it was really like the, the 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 ticket into one or the other job and um like even five years later um i could apply for a job and show these things and they said oh wow uh okay yeah <laughs> work with us please mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah that that was uh, an, an interesting interesting thing and then yeah after i i graduated there um yeah i applied for for jobs at like all the the big studios um but i didn't apply for specific positions but more like i took the initiative to apply for a job more mm -hmm. like that and um, mm -hmm. many of them said well um looking good um find a job in the industry and work for two or three years there and mm -hmm. when you have a little bit more experience come back and, and apply for a job yeah. um uh, back in the day, it was a little frustrating for me, but uh, yeah. now... And otherwise, um, we don't want to train you anymore. We don't want now, to now I know why they said it. Now I know why they said it. And so I was more or less forced into like doing my own freelance business. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I started at the company that I did my internship and um, it worked really well. At some point, I thought, well... Actually, it's pretty bad to just have one client, um, <laughs> apart from the fact that it's illegal in Germany just to have one client because really? then you're yeah, like a, a pretend, mm -hmm. yeah, you are like pretending to be freelance, but uh, you aren't. You don't so want that permalancer situation. Right. Permalancer. I like that right. word. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you have to have at least one other client. So I, I was reaching out to, to other studios and um, they were all really happy uh, to have another freelancer. And then I had... <coughs> like four studios that I worked for on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. That's uh, cool. And uh, yeah, did, did a lot of um, industrial visualization, automotive. I did uh, also like a character job for uh, a TV show. And yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And at some point I thought, well, maybe I should go like more into the marketing direction and like to, to uh, step a little bit back from the, pressure that you have in production yeah for sure sometimes and um then i saw this job opening at the maxon website and i thought hey cool let's apply for this job um mm -hmm. and so i did and um i got the job mm -hmm. and yeah since then i'm i'm playing around i still got deadlines that that didn't yeah matter, but uh, <laughs> they are different yeah <laughs> right um yeah, but that's pretty much how I ended up here. And then, yeah, as I said, I, I applied as a, uh, for the position as a demo artist. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, this this evolved to some 
to be some sort of product marketing specialist and then trainer, master mm-hmm. trainer, software evangelist, all of those titles. No big deal. No big, no big deal. Just master trainer. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and so um, you, you, do, you do the webinars, and, and I feel like mm-hmm. not enough people know about the webinars. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, it's not just me doing, doing the webinars. So right, right. Um, since we merged with Red Giant, we now have um, a dedicated training team. And the head of training is Simon Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Simon. Uh, Simon is a great guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though also be he honest. supports Crystal, uh, uh, Crystal, I knew that was stuff. coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. So the, 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 the cool thing about this team is that everyone is so cool, and uh, they are all doing great shows. And we're also doing a lot of training for our bigger customers in the background, and now coming back. Um, trade shows and uh, live events and so on. But um, we, we have a lot of webinars going on, um, especially now since uh, ZBrush joined the Maxon family. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they've been crazy in the past um, and still are uh, when it comes to live shows. I mean, they are streaming yep. literally, well, almost every day, uh, yeah. which is which is insane. It's, um, yeah. it's insane. But so cool yeah. because they are just pumping it out and uh, there is a lot of um it's it's easy to learn all of this stuff Mm -hmm. and so what we did is we we um created four five shows one is uh demystifying post-production which is every monday Mm -hmm. at uh, i think it is i think it is 9 a.m pacific Mm -hmm. i always have the the central european times uh, in mind it's at 6 p.m in um, in Central Europe, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and demystifying post production is is cool because um, we have a topic per month. Be right back. Yes, of course, we have a topic per month, and yeah, w- then we have like four or five, depending on how many uh, thir- uh, Mondays we have the month uh, webinars about that topic, and we um, invite our extended training team on a regular basis. So we have external trainers. As well, like Oliver Luisa, like um, Lionel Vicidomini, or Dustin Blakema, um, or Noseman. Yeah, but you have like many so more. much, like so many people that can, with different types of experience, that can add to the webinar. Yes. I think that's what's so interesting about it. Yes, yes, because like at one at one month we do something about MoGraph. Um, mm-hmm. That's always an easy one because it's so cool right. to and, and so much fun to create. Right. Um, yeah beautiful stuff that is moving and um but we also did like redshift we did um a month about visualization we did months about um visual effects uh, visual effects and um post-production workflows and um yeah that, that was pretty much the first one the first show that we did on a regular basis and then we started thinking about hey um maybe we should have a show where people can ask us questions and we try our best mm-hmm. to answer them live that's when um as the trainer yeah um was um created and so, I'm, so I'm still what's doing the difference it. i guess is, is so ask the trainer would just be random questions right and a webinar would be like you have a planned agenda yes okay yes okay. pretty much so at the moment yeah. what we do with ask the trainer is we we well most of the time 
pretty much always. We had at least one um, person from the training team starting with a scene because then it's always easier for the audience to ask questions. So yeah, when you just start sense. the show and, and say, yeah. hey, ask your questions, right. it can happen that you don't get any questions. Right. Because they they may not have a question, but they may want you to solve other people's problems and learn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we used to do from the beginning was that we prepare at least one scene and show how to do that and tell people to ask um, their questions in the meantime and then we answer them. Um, it has transitioned a little bit because so many people were asking about like in-depth training for certification so that um, Noseman and I now prepare a lot of stuff and show it. People are still, people can still ask questions and we will answer them. We also have people on the chat and in the background who are not presenting but answering questions, for example. Right. Um, yeah, but that's that kind of thing. And then we tried a few things also with uh, like other Maxon products, um, like from Regiant or like, yeah, mostly Regiant back then. And um, but we figured out that most of the people wanted to ask um, Cinema 4D related questions. So we um, took ask the uh, ask the trainer and yeah made it so that most of the time we are covering cinema 4d mm-hmm. and that was the time when we thought about hey but maybe we can have another show about um color grading and so on because uh max our our resident colorist mm-hmm. um yeah he he knows so many things about color workflows and they are so interesting and important um that um we thought it's definitely worth uh, doing um his own show so that's when max on color found its way uh, into public. And also from time to time, we are doing, well, Ask the Trainer and um, and, uh, and Max on Color is happening on Thursdays. We just mm-hmm. tweet like um, the first and the third Thursday a month is Max on Color and the second and the fourth is um, Ask the Trainer. And then we also started to do beginner courses for Cinema Hori, for Redshift, for Rigging, and Ellie is hosting them most mm-hmm. of the time. And yeah, then there is uh, VFX and Chill each Friday. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably one one of the best shows out there, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we were talking about like how much prep work they've got to put into that. Because like, you know, for us to do this show, we're just interviewing. We just sit down and, and chat. You know, yeah. they, they've got a lot of prep work. That's, I mean, you, you all got a lot of prep work with webinars and everything, of course. But like, yeah. but like, you know, there's always got to be, I mean, there's like a theme and all that. We were just chatting about that. And um, yeah, that's, it's such a great, it's such a great idea. I love the, the, the idea of the show. Yeah, it's, it's really great. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen the, the Twitter channel they created, but with Raptors. I did not so, see that. No, you I did not that. see that. So, no. um, but have oh, you seen uh, our uh, the the project for um, April Fool's Day, where they did the um, Raptorize yes. plugin advert, I did. Uh, I where did they see replaced that. Tom Cruise's face with um, with a Velociraptor head? Yeah, mm-hmm. on Twitter. And um, I think yeah, yeah. At some point, they they <laughs> did a channel on Twitter that is called "But with Raptors." I didn't and know there was the whole. They are, they are just pumping it out, and like the other day, 
they had did you watch breaking bad oh yeah i guess you did right uh-huh. so you you know the scene the, the yeah, say that, my name scene. that and the wire are two of the best shows i've ever breaking seen breaking bad yeah. and wire yeah, yeah so you you i guess you can remember that scene it gave me yes, goosebumps yeah, yeah, yeah. when he was saying like say my name and then the other right. guys uh, you're heisenberg you're goddamn right you know, here so, it is i got it actually right here let me bring it up uh, yeah just that wow they got thirteen thousand people following this twitter account now that is amazing so it's even <laughs> it's even better with sound because can you switch can so you turn great. on the sound is that possible uh i think i can hold on let's see Oh, I have uh, I have Twitter muted so I don't accidentally blast everybody. Yeah. Let me turn it up here. There we go. I don't think and we'll be able to hear it. Will play. we? And you y'all won't be able to hear it, but the audience okay. will. And of course, as soon as I do that, like it just sits there, like not working. Hold on, let me try it one more time. <laughs> Unmute. Unmute. Say my name. There it is. You're goddamn right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It is so funny. Oh my gosh. I can't believe so, we've got 13,000 people. I was almost breaking lying bad. on the ground watching this one, especially. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, they, they did. Cats with a velociraptor. Oh, there you go. See, I'm already blasting people with accidental audio. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not realize, like, I, I did not realize that, that this happened. This is so amazing. Yeah, also the Titanic one is, is really nice with, uh, uh, was it Kate Winslet? I think so. Oh gosh. And, I, and Lear, uh, like in the front of the of the ship, <laughs> and uh, Leonardo uh, is uh, standing behind her, holding her, but his head was replaced. Did I pass the that one? Re- Did I pass that one on here already? Did I? I don't think so. It's a little bit older, but um, well, older, like a month or two. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, this so, game, this gained traction so quick. Yeah. There it is. Here's the, there it is. Yeah. I love that. I want that on the t-shirt. <laughs> So, Hashi, Seth, if you're watching this, or Michael, uh, if you're watching this, I want this on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? so good, man. Cool. Yeah. All so, right. That's, <laughs> Everybody that's follow that. Good. I got to follow. I'm following. There we go. Yeah. That's funny. That's amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I told Hashi we need to figure out a day we can, um, mm-hmm. we, can, we can do a show as well. So we're trying to work out a date on that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, man. Um, so, so, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I imagine when I when I think of day to day life at Maxon, I'm just imagining like all of our friends in one big room together doing stuff. Right. And it's like not actually like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not much different than our everyday life as it is right now, where we're talking to all of our friends right. online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still a little bit different because you really see each other. You, you know how everyone is reacting, not just by watching their heads, mm-hmm. but like seeing the full like body language and so on. Um, it's, it is different. It is different. I just like last week. I I got to know like many of my team members like in person. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know them in person before. I've I've never seen them like in real life before. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't believe you hadn't yeah. met Ellie in real life. Yeah. No, I mean she's just like one hour time difference away. I know. So, yeah. um, but even back in the day, I've never, I never visited the UK offices, and she never came to the headquarters. 
so there was no no um it's so yeah, funny to me for. because oh, how far away is uh, are those two headquarters yeah you know like well, well it's frank frankfurt london pretty much right, right? but it's like not too how long, long it's of a drive would that be yeah you know oh, i i don't know that i i would have to guess i would say i don't know maybe well from from frankfurt <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I never did that. Like I never did that by like like because we have no you know concept of anything in Europe yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're because Americans. Like, yeah. And and so we don't know where anything is at. We don't know geography. But when when we're talking about flight times, it like Frankfurt London is like one hour, maybe a little bit more. Okay. It's not so, far. So it's, it's far. probably like six hour drive. Yeah. Six to eight yeah, hour I, drive. I'm Googling it. Well you have yeah. to you have to like go through the channel somehow. Right. Uh-huh. Like right. a tunnel You'd have or, to get on a th- or a ferry? It's it's a, a nine-hour drive. It's a nine. Yeah. Hour. Nine hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Didn't know that. But still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's considerable distance. If it was like an hour, yeah, I'd like, be like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I, I it, it it amazes me when people say, "Oh, you know, I haven't visited over there," and they live in Europe, and it's like, an "Oh, but you're so away. close." Yeah. yeah. It's like so being close. in Dallas and saying it's, you've never right. been to Fort Worth. It's, it's really right. interesting, isn't it? So, uh-huh. like, um, I heard that a lot from from uh, people from the U.S. That well, it's just one hour away. Why don't you just drive there? Yeah. Because it's a yeah. long distance thing. No, it's not. And <laughs> it's not, I, no, it's not. An hour isn't that long. But I'm the, literally driving 17 hours in like a couple days. Yeah, you know, yeah. just to go to uh, uh, just to go to Florida, America. Yeah. It's like, but yeah. I, like the other day, I had a conversation with a colleague who's uh, coming from, like, originally from Mallorca, like the, the Spanish island, mm-hmm. and um, she said that they wouldn't even do like a fifteen-hour ride because mm-hmm. that's too long. Yeah, it's funny on the island. So yeah. it's so funny. Like the 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 perception of distance mm-hmm. um, is completely different. Yeah, yeah, and you like, get used to it here, you know. Because yeah, everything is even even just for me and Matt to go to each other's house, it's an hour, an yeah. hour, you know. Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 interesting though because again in my head I'm just imagining you know you just hang out with Rick and Paul and Matthias all day you right. know just like <laughs> you know I, it's not the case. Um, I don't. How do you, how do you all manage? Um, running things like do you do you stay like on something like discord all day or or actually y'all use microsoft teams right yeah yeah and and so do you is it mostly like chat or do you y'all end up in video chat sometimes uh we we kind of do that sometimes you know it it depends sometimes we we just ask questions like in our team chat or so and uh, just get quick responses chat is the better way because usually you know how it is when you like each other mm-hmm. you talk to each other <laughs> right yeah. and once you start a phone call um and say hey i just got five minutes um one hour and five minutes later you say right. yeah. oh uh yeah well i can't go to lunch <laughs> yeah and that's exactly. like rick says here in the chat you know lots and lots of of team meetings and how do you manage to not get too carried away with that i guess is the question mm-hmm. this is a question that i would ask anybody in in a large corporation because um you know, it, it's not that people aren't mindful of your time. It's just sometimes people forget, you know, oh, this person yeah, isn't just having a five-minute meeting with me. They're having ten five-minute yeah. meetings, and they also have to do their work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also shouldn't forget where we are all coming from, which, well, not all of us, but um, I'm coming from, like, working in the office. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of distraction there because, like, every five or ten minutes, somebody's coming to your office and asking you something. So mm-hmm. uh, it is different. I, I noticed that I can work, like, much more focused when I'm at home um, because the the barrier, like, the, the, the mental barrier or psychological mm-hmm psychologic uh, yeah. barrier for like disturbing someone like mm-hmm. uh, is is higher so um people tend to let you just work and i noticed that when we went to home office uh when when covid started to hit um that i was much more productive <laughs> and by much more productive um i mean like yeah. 50 40 50 uh-huh. percent more productive um, Makes sense. Um, and so many people like kind of crap on on the homework, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think. Um, and I totally those, get that as yeah. well because of yeah. course you can be productive when you are at home, but uh, on the or other the hand, you you are, <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm. that's also possible. But uh, all of the the contact with with colleagues. So one thing is that you are less informed because you don't have this uh, chats, these little chats on the corridor, right. uh, with people from yeah. all departments um that that's a huge deal um yeah. people are just like taking it for for granted or so like it's, it's just a normal thing but mm-hmm. once well after the the home office time um i i really appreciate that stuff and um it's hard to, also there's, there's you want to talk to everyone sorry yeah, yeah. I said there's not a good replacement for it. No, yeah. you cannot replace that. Yeah. It's it's not possible. Also, there are things that <laughs> that that can that, that will be created because of this because mm-hmm. people from different departments with um, like different requirements are meeting randomly on a corridor, sitting down, um, like to having their lunch randomly. together, yeah, talking yeah. about stuff and suddenly it might turn into a feature mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and this conversation wouldn't have happened um like in home office yeah mm-hmm. Be- because um people there, there there is no like teams or skype or whatever corridor mm-hmm. yeah so, we've, we've um, got like people that that we work with behind the scenes here as well for either our um you know either for nexus or for for mograph and um we've you know on occasion met up in person you know after mm-hmm. covid and it's like oh man like if we could do this every day like just imagine yeah. you know but there is there is there both sides to it right if if we were doing that every day we'd just be brainstorming every day and not right. doing any actual work so right yeah but, so yeah. I, I think the the best way is a hybrid and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i i think that's that's uh, my goal to do to spend like two or three days a week in the office, but still have those other two or three days, um, like working from home, being productive. Mm-hmm. I agree. More productive. During yeah. the summer, I find it, because uh, my wife's a teacher and you know my kids are home during the summer, mm-hmm. I've found it you know sometimes difficult to work from home with all the distractions, you know? And there's been many times where I've thought about getting a you know, an external office or an external desk or something like that, just so I can go Same there here, yeah. just to focus on for, you know, a few days a week yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I also but, have two children and um, yeah. like, so the, I can like 
really focus in the mornings because then they are like in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they are back, I always have to. Well, we don't have like a closed office room at yeah. home, so it's all open, especially downstairs. So mm-hmm. whenever I wanted to record something during that time, I had to <laughs> uh, go up to one of my daughter's rooms and uh-huh. <laughs> record there when uh, she was out of the house. Yeah. Because there you have a, a carpet and a lot of stuff that is like. Um, yeah, just getting rid of all of the reverb in the rooms, like downstairs. Sure. It's yeah. it's all like wooden floor, and mm-hmm. there is not enough stuff that that will like uh, swallow all of the sounds and the reverb. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and it was it was tough. <clears throat> that's also one thing that I'm happy about. That uh, like here in the office, I have the studio. I, mm-hmm. I can do recordings there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do live streams there, and and so on. Let me ask you uh, to completely change the subject. Um, oh, yeah. When you're when you're doing tutorials or something like that, or coming up with an idea for a tutorial, how does how do they come to you? Or is there a certain thing that Maxon says, "Hey, we really need to show off this feature," or we want we want more attention towards this feature? Can you do a tutorial on it? Mm. It's it is both. But to be honest, I'm not doing too many tutorials. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Uh, mainly because like in the last two years it was hard for me to like spend like two hours in a row like sure yeah in one of my daughter's rooms to record something and you know yeah so um so but what i'm what i enjoy doing is the quick tips so Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. doing the 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 cinema 4d quick tip series since like oh yeah five years now we play them on uh, mograph tv all the time Oh, that's cool. Because they're that's great. Cool. They're you. great filler because like they're in little chunks. So if like there's a yeah. certain amount of time that we need to fill, like we'll yeah. just have a list of quick tips that we can throw in there. You know? Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying creating these because um, I just like need to come up with a topic and I mean. Mm-hmm. Like creating a quick tip is, is is really easy because yeah um, you you get those questions uh, like from from the chats from our live streams you you have other people like asking for for stuff like colleagues um and like our external trainers there there are so many sources for quick tips there there are even people reaching out to me and um, asking if I could like record a quick tip on this topic or that topic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing. Um, because it's all useful knowledge and it's easy to mm-hmm. record. Um, I mean, usually I prepare a scene that that's like actually what takes the longest to like yeah. find a good scene uh-huh. to show uh, what the problem is and how you can solve it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then um, I record it. Usually that's that's a take of. Well, it depends. Uh, can be like um, like a take one thing mm-hmm. happened more recently. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I mean, like one year ago. So when I created a quick tip, I recorded, uh, recorded like a five-minute take for a quick tip that was like, well, let's say one and a half minutes long. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe how many edits I have in there. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm yeah. pretty good at like pronouncing the same sentence exactly the same mm-hmm. twice in a row or three times in a mm-hmm. row. So I can mm-hmm. cut like in the middle of the sentence, yeah. and nobody would ever notice because when you do it often enough, you can edit the 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 uh, the visuals yeah. together so that it's just matching. And yeah, so yeah, you wouldn't believe how many audio tricks I do that people mm-hmm. would never know that anything. It's 
it's uh, but people if you're watching it's it's embarrassing how much we yeah. edit. <laughs> <laughs> We do. I think you know, I think it's a great skill to have. <laughs> the, 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 the interesting thing, the interesting thing uh, though, is that uh, I always thought that I have to do that because I'm not a native speaker. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I find okay, that, that's wrong grammar, <laughs> that's uh, wrong pronunciation, and but so on. Still, but I've then, always envied the fact that that anybody could be doing anything like having an interview right now with us in in a in a second language i mean mm-hmm. like it's just I, I don't even i don't even i can't comprehend yeah how that's even possible but i envy <laughs> that <clears throat> yeah got used to it <laughs> <laughs> hi my name is sashia dumont i'm a writer actor and filmmaker hi my name is paul robinson i'm a director dp and filmmaker we are the creators and hosts of the go gorilla Filmcast an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your Your source source for for all things indie film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. So the quick tips things brings up an interesting point because I I, I feel like that's, That's you know, especially. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like, you know, especially with the the TikTok age and, you know, Twitter Mm -hmm. and like. Uh, back back when I was starting off, if I wanted to learn something, you know, I I would have to Google it or YouTube search it or something mm. and find if someone had done a tutorial on it. And I feel like a good majority of information is now out there on YouTube. Absolutely. You know? And and so like for like we kind of slowed down on doing tutorials quite a bit over the past few years because it it feels like. What there are else? So many. Why do I need to bring this same thing into you know the world if someone else has already done it and explained it well enough? You know, and especially with us as professionals, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, like we've been in this industry long enough to where a good majority of things that we want to do, we already know how to do. And it's only ever so often that we go into these tutorials and stuff. That's why I really enjoy the quick tip stuff because um, and I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of like content creators and stuff are doing that type of thing because one, it catches people's attention really quickly. And two, it's not the same type of thing that you're you're seeing. It's it will it could have a broader audience because people aren't specifically looking for that one particular mm-hmm. thing, but they'll still see it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so what you just brought up is a, is a very interesting point that um, in our days, the information is out there. And mm-hmm. it's not the, the challenge is not to find something or to find a tutorial, 
but to filter all of the tutorials yes. that you're finding um, uh, by quality. And the mm -hmm. quality aspect is is a big one. I mean, th that's the, the point why certain tutorials are more popular than others because mm -hmm. they are like recorded with a like technically good quality, but also mm -hmm. if you have someone who can um, yeah, like really talk and be funny, mm -hmm. and I mean that's that's the key. And also when when these people then create beautiful things, then it's that's like the recipe for successful tutorials, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. yeah, um, <clears throat> I think in my quick tips, I'm liking the fun part, <laughs> mm -hmm. but still they are useful, and um, I try to do my best to record them as well as I can technically mm -hmm. and I mean you don't have to be funny like in a in a very small tutorial because th yeah there it's about bringing out the knowledge and um mm -hmm. uh, just presenting it in a format that is th that you can just sneak into like okay I have to wait for a render I'm just going to watch uh, watch that quick mm -hmm. tip right um or if they yeah, or just being able to see a whole load of quick tips and go through and like yeah. it's it's like even if you know the information having a quick refresher it, it's 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 kind oh, of the totally. same along the same lines of uh, why I tell people who are trying to work with certain studios to continue to contact them you know and don't feel annoying because what that does is it puts you at the top of their mind, right? Yeah. They may forget you exist when a job comes up, but if you're at the top of their mind, they're going to remember that. Similar to these quick tips, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you're seeing it constantly and stuff like that, it may be a quick way that you have forgotten how to work or a, you know, a, a, a workflow and, that, and that, happens that can help too. you make things better or quicker. Yeah. yeah. Th that happens to me too. Like, um, it, it sounds strange, but at some point... When you recorded enough tutorials, you will yes. be watching your own tutorials yep. to remember yeah. how to yeah. <laughs> how you created yeah. something totally back then. Yeah, you, and then the, <laughs> the worst is when you Google how to do something, and your tutorial goes comes up, and it's the only thing that comes up, but that's not the answer to your problem. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, not my tutorial. Yeah, I could have yeah. told you that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it you've got to completely like refresh. Uh, Constantly. I mean, unless you're doing something very specific, like think about like if you've ever tried to sit down and learn a new program, like um, something complicated, like Houdini or Nuke or yeah. ZBrush. ZBrush. You know, yeah. the the repetition <laughs> is the only thing. Like I, I you know, I I'm not doing as bad as ZBrush that I thought I would be doing. I'm actually right, doing same. okay. Um, yeah. The interface my goodness it, it just takes a lot it is it not take a, a intuitive little bit, yeah and it is it yeah. is different i think it's it's a totally different mindset that you sure. is. because it, it is like yeah. creating like really it's a sculpting um mm -hmm. application yeah. it, it's not meant to or it, it doesn't want you to to put the uh graphics tablet by side to just hit a shortcut or so i mean you right. can use shortcuts but um it is designed to just use it entirely with a tablet and um yeah so yeah. what i noticed is <laughs> that um, many people coming from cinema 4d and also other like 3d applications um that they are struggling a little bit because they are expecting a different workflow but i think 
the expectation is is the point here mm-hmm. um and then when they get into it and get used to the workflow suddenly when when they think of the whole thing as um like you know just a sculpting application then um at some point it starts making more sense mm-hmm. and um I have, yeah, especially I, in the block out phase, and like mm-hmm. the, the cool thing in ZBrush is that you can go from from block out to detail, mm-hmm. or to the detailed version, or to the finished version, the mm-hmm. final version, um, like in the same in the same project um, mm-hmm. with right. the same object or yeah. tool, how it is called yeah. in ZBrush. Um, I've hopped into ZBrush enough times, like. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, I want to, I want to learn this new program, and so yeah. you, you get it, you open it up, and you're like, oh, I don't get it. All right, I'm gonna leave, and then you come <laughs> yeah. back a few months later, you know. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that I was really excited about was, you know, with ZBrush being added on to the Maxon family, you know, like being able to come to these, you know, to like NAB. NAB was. It it's been a few like years. I always feel like I come away from NAB with an you know exponential amount of knowledge, you know that I can put into my workflow and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And at, I yeah. I while well, a lot of the stuff in cinema now is starting to become, you know, kind of the same things I've seen every year or whatever, or aren't necessarily new to me. Uh, uh, the ZBrush stuff I was just enthralled with. You know, ZBrush and was I, like. It, ZBrush is like Nuke or those other ones where like you just got to keep opening it. Like you Nuke, do, you just yeah. like and honestly, what was what was great was you know I I sat down with uh, Sasha Vinogradova for a minute and she was I was like okay show me ZBrush and so she was kind of showing me stuff, but like I was just going through the motions and then I sat down and I watched Anna's uh, presentation at NAB and like really paid attention. You know, and it's like that one just blew my mind as far as like, you know, okay, I get it now. And then there's certain things like once like uh, once you realize that ZBrush, everything is alphabetical, which (laughs) uh, why I have no idea. But once you you understand that everything is alphabetical, it's like, okay, now I kind of know where things are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly it makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the repetition, it's it's that repetition. It's um, mm-hmm. doing things a bunch of times, watching those quick tips over and over. Yep. You know. Yep. Drive it into your brain. <clears throat> so uh, uh, let me ask you this: um, Are you is it, so you're doing this stuff for Maxon? You know, yeah. and are you having having to add on all this the new companies and the new softwares onto your repertoire in order to become oh, geez, a yeah. Maxon certified? You know, uh, or is it going oh, to man, be? Oh man, that's a good question. Like, you know, it's, I knew that it, that you would bring that up. <laughs> and, uh, Certainly, you, know, you don't I, have to be a master ZBrush trainer in order right. to be. No, and I can't. Okay, okay, okay. because oh, what's up here? Let me quickly. All right. Someone's calling you on Teams. Right. Yeah, FaceTime. <laughs> Family on FaceTime. Bedtime. <laughs> so here we go. Do not disturb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So 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 the the, the question uh, is tough. Uh, and um, in the beginning, I I still like wanted to know everything. Like the the first. Um, other company and product that 
like came to the Maxon family uh, was Redshift, and I thought, mm -hmm. well, Redshift. I mean, that's that's, that's okay. That that's yeah. another renderer. I can I can yeah. learn that. I mean, that goes some workflows work, are though. still different, yeah. and um, yeah, but it's it works for me um, mm -hmm. because I can still be like in the Cinema 4D universe. I mean. Back then, I thought, okay, good, but we have more host applications now. Do I have to learn all, all of the host yeah, applications now? Right. Um, unfortunately, I don't have to. Well, fortunately, <laughs> un I mean, un fortunately, fortunately. I wanted to say fortunately. That, that was a... Yeah. <laughs> um, right, but then um, we did the merger with, um, with Red Giant, and suddenly you, you have, uh, like... A lot of new more. stuff. I yeah. mean, there there are four suites uh, that you can use inside of After Effects. Lucky me, I used After Effects like for my whole professional life, so I'm mm, I'm right. good with that. Um, I know the host application. Um, but there was the time when I, of course, I, I played with a lot of uh, things and I loved them. Like for example, Supercomp. It's it's such an amazing yeah. tool. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like having layers that are aware of each other and all of these things that you can do with that like the haze and um and the, the glows all of the presets that are in there it's it's just fantastic uh, mm -hmm. then you also have trap code um mm -hmm. particular um but also the tracking stuff you have mm -hmm. you have the shadows reflections that you can do you have the whole universe suite i mean that alone is like more than 100 plugins i yeah. think that VHS filter, man, I use that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> just so like amazing because you have all of these tools. As yeah. a trainer, I was like, oh, do I really have to learn all of this? I mean, right. yeah, yeah. But then at some point, um, I mean, Red Giant used to be really good when it comes to marketing, and we with um, the merger, we now have this joint force, all mm -hmm. these joint forces. So. Um, that was the moment when I realized that I don't have to be an expert in all right. of these things. I use the tools. Um, mm -hmm. I um, add them to my workflow mm -hmm. and um, I do tutorials with them or yeah. webinars. Um, but I also know that I have enough people here in the team um, mm -hmm. who can help me when I don't know how to yeah. solve something. And I, I, I think and that's, I mean, for, for the others, it was the same. Like, they, they didn't know Cinema 4D, for example. Right. And um, uh, so we are helping each other out and, yeah, doing, like, train each other as well, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of my favorite things about, like, you know, the acquisitions and the mergers and stuff like that is, like, you know, with Maxon 1, I get... I was really excited about getting ZBrush. You know, I got to tell you, yeah, I was yeah. very excited it's, about it's that. It's so you know? fantastic. And, yeah, and so, absolutely. and then, like, but for... You know, because the merger, or the merger with Red Giant happened during COVID and stuff like that. So, it's like we didn't have a chance to like sit down with some of the Red Giant people and see kind of what it was all about. You know, minus the online streaming stuff. But it's so different online streaming versus like going to an actual event and seeing it happen. At least that's with me. It's you know? totally different. <clears throat> yeah, and like being able to talk one-on-one -on -one with the person who's doing the training because there's questions that come up, you know, and like, it's great to just be able to sit there, you know, and talk to them. And I'm sure you, you get that now, you know, exponentially more because it's like, Hey, how do I do this? Or is there a better workflow yeah. for this? You yeah. know, it's just great. So what, what I want to, what I want to 
be able to is to like provide basic training for all of the products. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I can imagine. But being an expert now in in all of the products that we have, uh, yeah, I don't even think that's possible. Right. Sure um, it is. Sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, with enough years well, with, of with, training. With enough years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, I I never used to be like a, a big ZBrush <laughs> user until now, and now I'm mm-hmm. I'm learning it and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's a fantastic program, but still, it's a beast. <laughs> absolutely, as a, as there are trainer, so many things. Like, and I, you know, when w- sorry, go ahead. Yeah, when you know all of these stuff, all of these things, for example, about Cinema 4D, you know how many years it took you to know all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And now I have this wall of years in front of me mm-hmm. when it comes to ZBrush, and yeah. I'm looking forward to this wall, to climbing that wall. Right. But uh, it is still a huge wall. Yeah. Um, but that, as a trainer, uh, you kind of know what questions to ask. Like, I feel like yeah. even if you don't know yeah. ZBrush in, in, in and out, if you're at least messing with it and learning some things, you kind of have an idea of where to go or who to ask. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Also, because because um, we have sculpting tools inside of Cinema 42, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I know what to expect. I know yeah. what to expect. Right. Plus... A lot more so it, mm-hmm. it is way more capable that is out of question um, but those are the things that I need to learn definitely because of course everyone can just pick a brush and paint on a sphere or on a head mm-hmm. um, and with ZBrush it's it's a little bit different because it's not just technical knowledge that you need it's also like more artistic you need to spend more if you want to create a, a character for example you need to spend more time learning um, anatomy, for example, anatomy. Yeah, to really absolutely. know mm-hmm. how how bodies are, where are the muscles, where right. where is everything, right? And um, yeah, it's it's a lot more to to discover. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. looking. It was I was forward to that. Uh, Jags was over at my place on uh, Saturday. And uh, I was showing him, I was showing him the new Cintiqs that Dave and I got, you know, mm-hmm. and I was showing him some ZBrush stuff and kind of reiterating everything that I had learned at NAB through talking to, uh, uh, you know, the different instructors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so w- one thing that I like to say is anytime someone's like sculpting something or making something, just say it's a monster because they can look like anything right exactly (laughs) and that's what i was doing in anna's uh presentation it's it's funny because i I felt like i actually did all right but Mm -hmm. when she starts working on the alien she's like oh you know like like when you're modeling a skull i'm like no i don't know yeah i don't know anything about modeling like i probably should do a little bit of that you know probably Mm -hmm. buy some books you know if i really want to learn about that (laughs) um but that's exactly what it was though it's like yeah but this is a monster, though. Yeah. So I can do whatever I want. Um, and I, I really did learn a lot. And I think it's funny because their whole presentation is, what, like 45 minutes to an Something hour. Like that, yeah. The, yeah. The first presentation. And I got so far, and I had this whole thing built, and I learned all this mm-hmm. stuff about ZBrush. And I looked down. I had only done 15 minutes of her tutorial because I had been going mm-hmm. through and hitting pause for the last two days. And, yeah. then, and then working, I realized I only did 15 minutes, and I learned so much yeah. with just that 15 minutes. So I'm yeah, looking forward to cool. doing the rest and doing the other ones and doing the ones that Paul did, you mm-hmm. know, at NAB. Yeah. And, Jonas, if you can put in a good word, I want Sculptress 
Pro in everything. Oh, man, I know. Like, I want that in standard C4D. I, I want that in Forger. I played around with Forger for the first time, and I got to say, I really like it. I yeah. really like it. You know, as like, see, me personally, I'm I come from a sculpting background in Cinema 4D. Like, that's what I I didn't want to buy ZBrush or anything like that. You know, I was like, okay, these sculpting tools are in here, and uh, I don't know if you know Patrick Gosky. Um, uh, I never met him in person, but uh, yeah, he, I know him from. He's from an amazing side. sculptor, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, Dave and I went down to go visit Patrick and Matthias when they were at South by Southwest. You know, and so it was so it was so long ago. I know, you know, and uh, I was talking to Patrick and Patrick kind of showed me, you know, sculpting in Cinema 4D and I wanted to get into it, you know, so I learned it, you know, and I did a whole tutorial series on it and stuff like that. Um, uh, You don't get enough credit for. It's fine. Said that it's whatever. But you get so many good compliments on that Cinema 4D. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's because, but like being able to add some of these tools into Cinema, you know, like the Z Remesher, I'm so excited. Like that's that's great. Like (laughs) I showed Jax that on Saturday, and it's like it's just the the the, being able to see the beautiful edge flow and the beautiful topology. It's fantastic, isn't it? Oh my god! I mean, it's yeah, it's um, yeah, just adding a little bit of of that. Playful ZBrushiness to mm-hmm, Cinema 4D, mm-hmm. like a little bit more of it. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah, Z Remesher in combination with, um, like in ZBrush, it's Dynamesh. But we also yeah. in, in Cinema 4D there there is the option to model with volumes. Right, um, right, right, right. And that is, was that was uh, I th- I think the 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 Z Remesher like the ZBrush acquisition just for Z Remesher alone was worth it with the yeah. volume modeling <laughs> you know because that's a, that's something that I've always told that you know I told Rick and I told all of them I said the the volume modeling is awesome but it's it's this as soon as you want the some meshing. clean topology yeah. it's like it's gross I would yeah. I I never used it Specifically, because I just did not like the way the topology. But now you got zero measure. It's like, man, that's the only way I'm yeah. going to model now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's well. I mean, there there are other cool modeling features like in the in the latest release that might want you to look in, into those features too. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I get your point. Um, yeah. It's now so easy to just create. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and not taking care of or not thinking about like. Uh, yeah, restrictions that might come yeah. with topology and so on. You can start creating, and then you remesh it, and maybe you then might need to do some retopology still, but yeah, not to that extent that you no. would have had before. And like, it's funny before it would have been like one hundred percent. Now it's like maybe five. And we're working on projects oh, right now. We can't like fully go to twenty six yet. So mm-hmm. like it's like oh mm. I ah oh, man I need zero measure hold on let me open twenty six real quick and do, yeah. do, 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 and do the thing and then like export it and bring it back into our current project mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can't wait till we're fully over in twenty six yeah but yeah that that makes goes. sense that makes yeah. sense so um, back in my days in production the only the only release I immediately updated to was R seventeen mm-hmm. so that that Does was that the one takes? when exactly. Yeah, yeah, and takes were the reason for me to update back yeah. then. Yeah, because I was <laughs> like, in, it, I almost finished all animations. It was, um, yeah, for for a huge uh, car brand, um, an animation, and um, back in the day, I 
wanted to create like many re render layers, like the mm -hmm. background. I wanted to you know, separate mm -hmm. the background from the middle ground, from the foreground, then have like special layers for for dust. And I, mm -hmm. I even like rendered the hero objects separately. And um, yeah, just to we didn't have the power to render yeah. all of this stuff like right, rough right. reflections, right, for of example. Course. So that yeah, that was man, that was a huge deal back then, kids. If you're watching, oh yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we had to. We what I did there was, for example, I I rendered the the car, the hero uh, object, and then I rendered it, but like 100 de 180 degrees reversed um, to get the to get the reflection. Mm -hmm, um, but mm -hmm. with the right perspective, and then right. I blurred it in compositing. It was right. well back then. That was the funny thing about this one. I thought about all of these processes, and then I got hired by Maxon, and <laughs> another one had another guy had to <laughs> had to do all of the comp uh, compositing <laughs> stuff, and <laughs> he was constantly calling me like when I was on my first trade shows for Maxon. Hey, uh, what what? Did you want to do with this pass? What did you want to do with mm -hmm. that uh, thing that you rendered there? And I explained everything to him, and then in the end, it made sense. Um, but the the point was, we still didn't have the time to render all of this, like for example, with rough reflections, because yeah. the rough reflections used to be very expensive in mm -hmm. terms of render time. Even a little so, bit. Um, Even yeah, a so, little bit okay, of yeah. like blurriness yeah. would add just I, mountains exactly, of time. Exactly. Yeah. I always wanted to like trick everything um, mm -hmm. so that I have fast render times. And my goal yeah. was to to have less than three minutes render time um, per full yeah. HD frame. Mm -hmm. um, to That's still my goal. I used to do... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the well, tools I'm, are different now. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah. computers. Yeah. I'm sure everybody did this but back in the day, but you do the environment map because then you're not worried about the reflections as much. Did you do the environment I map? I did use that in that project as well, yeah. um, but like we had like a stylized city that was made out of cylinders and some um, yeah um, sliced um, uh, tubes around them, and they were animated and um, rough reflections. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the only way to really get the rough reflections there was to use an environment. Mm -hmm. uh, the environment channel instead of real reflections. Uh, in the end, that, that was in there, right? That like, was hidden. In, yeah, in, uh, yeah. That, that was hidden in, in depth of field. But the only uh, there was one scene where I used physical render to actually like really render the depth of field because there was some mm -hmm. sort of um, like explosion with a lot of debris and so on, and the car was driving through that uh, all of that stuff and. Yeah, I wanted to have depth of field in there, but as you all know, um, yeah, depth of post depth of field looks really good, or can look really good when it's like in the background, but whenever you have post depth of field in the foreground, mm -hmm. it Awful. will break somehow. Yeah, yeah, um, you can't see yeah, around the refraction of the light. Right, you know? right, right. There's yeah. nothing. There's no information there. So I I ended up like different renderers per shot, uh, even different render techniques. Um, like I, I had like uh, cell rendering, sketch and tune. I had like then like usual rendering, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but then the same thing with physical back then. And so yeah, a lot of render passes. I ended up having like thirteen to fifteen render passes per mm -hmm. shot, <laughs> and that's why I needed Gosh. the take system back then. Yeah, uh, to create all of these, um, yeah, render layers. 
And yeah, one we... of my one of my favorite stories is when Seventeen came out. Like uh, Dave and I had just jumped off on our own, you know, to run Nexus Motion oh, full time. Yeah, and so what always what always happens is whenever you go and leave a company, you know, they're almost always the first client you have, right? Yeah. And so assuming you don't burn your bridges. Assuming, yeah. assuming you don't yeah. burn your bridges, yeah. right? So um, there was a project that I was on while there. You know, well, they came back and they're like, "Hey, we want to do this." And so what used to have to happen was when we were on, they were on sixteen, they weren't on seventeen. So we would have to make multiple versions of like of the project over and over again to change out materials. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were on seventeen. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to take a really long time <laughs> because we've got to do that. And what ended up happening is we were able to charge almost like a week's worth of time. And it really only took us a day because they didn't realize that 17 <laughs> had changed and we were able to just easily change all the takes. It was Hope amazing. They're not still a client. They're not listening, right? Yeah. No, they're, they, are they went out of business. <laughs> oh, that's Every right. company yeah, I've ever worked for has gone out of business. So. Wow. Oh, shit. Yep. After I left, of course. <laughs> Okay, so. well, don't ever leave our business then. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any projects? Uh, I guess not projects. Uh, do you do you have anything you're you're working on currently that's coming up? In not like personal projects, but like at Maxon, uh, of course, you know, non NDA <laughs> stuff. Of course, as much as you can say, um, you know, a, a web a specific webinar or a specific something that's coming up with a, with a theme or a topic or anything like what is what well, is your next one i'm thinking about of a lot of, of things of course um like the thing that is safe to say that is coming up is like a new quick tip every thursday okay so that's uh, cool that, that's a given so i'm i'm producing quick tips like for two years in a row now mm -hmm. every week and so, are these going to be like twenty six related, or or is it? There, whenever there is a new release, they are related to this release. Of okay. course, because I work for Max and I get the the new versions a little bit earlier. Yeah. Of course, um, so I, I can already so. start recording yeah. when, <laughs> yeah. and and schedule those uh, those uh, videos. You know, what would be great, and I've I, you know because. Uh, uh, Insidium's really good about this. They've got their online video, you know, stuff where you can click on a certain thing. I would love to be able to see videos in the help, you know, oh, manual and Ooh, stuff like yeah. that. Oh, uh, that would be insane. Well, the thing is, but it already goes to the page. That's a lot of work. I understand. That's a lot of yeah. work. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, you could somehow embed your your tips into pages that already exist with that information, yeah. right? Like if if you right click on like. A MoGraph tool, it takes you to the page. I'm sure there's some quick tips you've done on that. Mm -hmm. You know, just put it in there. Yeah. Put it in the web, the web page. Yep. I'm actually not sure if they did it in one or two places. Um, oh, maybe they already did. That would be, I, I mean, uh, imagine being able to watch a video on something If yes, like it's not too many. If yes, it's yeah. not too many. So yeah. um, don't expect to have a video everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you got hundreds of them so far. You got, what, yeah. 300? almost yeah more 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 than more. that wow yeah yeah so um, i recorded maybe 200 of them mm -hmm. but uh yeah they are like the old quick tips list was i think when when i stopped it to create the new one because i thought um like 25 with a new interface and so on that would be a good break to sure um, move the quick tips over to the maxon training team youtube channel right. um and uh yeah also start a fresh quick tip 
uh, playlist uh, mm-hmm. with quick tips yeah. that only have the new interface. Yeah. So the the old quick tips list was I think uh, 350 and a few, and the new one, the new one we are I think at 30, 40. Something yeah, like that at that's the moment. the other thing to mention too is that there there's two different channels to follow on YouTube. It's it's the Maxon channel and the Maxon training team channel. Yes, uh, I, I, that's an, another thing that I don't think people are aware because um, most people are subscribed to Maxon if they're subscribed, and yeah, there's that's, a whole that's other true. set of resources yeah. that you can check. So yeah, out. two years ago when we when we created this um, this training team, we also started a new um, subscribe yeah, channel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, a month ago or so, I think we we hit the 20k subscribers mark. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yep, 22,000 um, on the dot right now, actually. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's yeah. increasing, and um, more and more people are watching our training, which is which is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, because that's why we're doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. we want to train people. We want people to to know how to use our software and also show that it's that it's cool and share some really valuable tips because like all of our external trainers for example they are still like working in production so everything they tell you is like really production proven and yeah this is great all i'm i'm looking at it right now why did i not i i I feel stupid because i didn't know this was here (laughs) but like and all the quality is really good on so, all like the renders and stuff like that. That's great. Yeah. So what we are doing is uh, we are not only doing those webinars, uh, those live webinars. We are also, um, yeah, just uploading them so yeah. everyone mm-hmm. can watch them, and also, um, yeah, take advantage of the questions that have been asked and uh, that we are answering, and yeah, just to. Be trained, and they're playing yeah, on MoGraph TV as well, randomly. Yep. You know, so you mm-hmm. see them on there as well, <laughs> and the quick tips and everything else play on there too. You know, so you might turn on yep. MoGraph TV and you might see you might see it right after this episode. You never know. You yeah, never know. It could be this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a cool thing. So everything that is demystifying post production uh, webinars, like our Monday webinars, are up there. Our um, getting started series like the how to maxon mm-hmm. then maxon color is on there ask the trainer is on there um vfix and chill is on the red giant yes uh, channel the red Gi- yeah so if you want to rewatch giant, any VFIX and chill, over too, too. Yeah. yeah but the the cool thing is um with with all of the um trainings that we do before we upload them we um, add timestamps. Mm-hmm. well I say we, but actually it's uh, Dr. Sassy's work. So he's doing a great job timestamping yeah, all of these, um, all of these videos to add even more value. Mm-hmm. And to, um, yeah, yeah, to, to just categorize the stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you can quickly jump to everything. That's, that's looking at the, the red giant YouTube page and I see VFX and chill everything everywhere at once hot dog fingers <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all right <laughs> hot dog fingers great. yeah that's hot cool. dog fingers <clears throat> <sighs> all right well uh oh this is fun what it's like our storage facility got broken into oh boy hmm okay uh all right <clears throat> one of ours not not our none of our tech stuff it's uh yeah 
one of our uh hmm, okay that's fun all right yeah that's i fun. guess you want to take, take care of that, of that right yeah. yeah let's go take care of that julie's going <laughs> going up there right now i guess yeah fun um so um yeah i mean usually we say you know what projects and stuff are you working on that are coming up but um you know like personal projects and things but um i think you've got plenty on your hands and people know yeah it's you know what what to check out and things to, to yeah it's it's trainings and workshops we yeah. we are really busy like preparing all of that stuff mm-hmm. all of that learning content so that, that's what we do pretty much every day and it's yeah what makes us happy especially yeah. when people are giving us like great feedback um and yeah it's very motivating so um, cool. We really love that. We're really looking forward to the next things that we're going to do. Do you have, like, do you post anything online, like Instagram, Twitter, any of that? Like, um, I'm, I'm guessing I, you don't post, Twitter. like, dailies or anything, but. No, I post from time to time um, on Twitter. So my handle is uh, Jonas Pills, one word, and then 3D after that. Cool. And then um, people have a question. I'm sure they can hit you up on there, too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. And many people were asking me recently if I have Instagram. I don't, but I probably might have in the future. Yeah, maybe. Let, it's let's overrated. see. It's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it, there are so many so many people having it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And whenever they say, "Do you have Instagram?" and I say, "No, I don't. I have Twitter." Then uh-huh. they say, "I don't have Twitter." It's at least good to get a ta- to get tagged, you know, if you want to get tagged in something, at least it's there. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or or you know, contact somebody or whatever, you know, even yeah. if you aren't posting, it's good to at least have the the account. Um, totally. So, yep. Well, we appreciate you being on and and uh, taking the time to to um, hang out with us for you know yeah, a few man. hours. We know it's a long yeah. anytime, a long anytime. Call. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, and um, we're gonna get out of here. You can you can rate us on iTunes and uh, leave a review. You can also subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Really helps get our ratings up. You know, go on there and uh, you know tell people what you like about the show. We used to talk about it all the time. We used to read reviews and mm-hmm. we'd even give out T-shirts and and things for reviews. So get on there. I I, I got to tell you, I have not looked to see if we've had a review in probably two years. I don't so think we have. <laughs> I always I always say it because it helps. It helps if you do it. But I haven't I haven't checked it out in a while. So um, yeah. maybe we should push that more. Uh, you can say you've been there, done that, got been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders, and then you've got the Render Things T-shirt, the hoodie long sleeve T, the MoGraph blandishment shirt, and the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically, unless, unless you're shams. shams. Yeah. yeah. And we're on YouTube, MoGraph.com. Check us out on the things and email us info at MoGraph.com. And uh, give us some topic ideas or artist yeah. suggestions or whatever you want to know. Yep. We're open to everything. So, uh, cool. yeah. So we're going to get out of here, though. Till next week. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. I'm Jonas. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Have a good one. Later, yo. Bye, everyone. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. 
start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.